Greetings listeners, this is V once again and uh, I am deeply excited about this because I have more listeners now and uh, it's more frequent so I get to add more things and more parts of the story that I haven't done before and um, once again hit the subscribe button, uh, let me know what you guys think, I'll add more details and detailing to it. Now. Particularly speaking, this is the part in the story where it got to the third book. Now, I was writing this years ago, and the thing that excites me most is because it gets into this sense of rhythm. I was getting into this sense of continuity and this sense of clarity when it came to explaining the characters in the story. Now, I, I had always described to others that there were different settings, like there were uh, giant trees or there were people underneath the sea but in this particular story I had a floating island now in my mind I had the island fashioned off in this futuristic type setting but all the while that all the chaos was going on down below this particular island mysteriously still floated and I love that because I never explained their story from the beginning it's just initially there and that's where they start as a reference and so the refugees have experienced everything on the surface and everything that uh, the chaos has brought but it twists into something else because they meet these other beings who are as curious of them and it turns into this two-way street where they get information and vice versa um, the refugees get help now where I left off at the last story was Renzo. Now, Renzo was one of the refugees that everyone tended to surround, but then, too, look for leadership. And then there was Ayaz, and he was the second, but he was a bit more hard-nosed. And now at the beginning, or at the end, the beginning of this story and at the end of the last, they run or they go up to this precipice of the uh, island or this summit. And they're looking off into the distance and then a giant beam shoots off and lands on their hands and so initially all of the people that are there start hearing this voice in their mind versus hearing anything else and so these guardians appear and they look like floating I don't even know what you would call them uh, knights or beings with wings and that's where this story begins so I know you will love this story I know I'm so excited about more people vibing off of it, and I will add a little tidbit at the end uh, just to let you know what to be looking for and other things that I'll be adding. So thank you so much, and uh, I look forward to hearing from uh, the rest of you guys um, as to what you think too. So, yep, uh, once again, this is the Floating Isle Part 3. The Floating Isles Part 3. Renzo stumbled for a nanoclick. Was he dreaming? He felt sick. Hearing voices in his mind, he glanced over his shoulders. Ayaz's nose was scrunched, a sorrowful barometer to their otherworldly mood. His face was always in a bunch. Renzo joked that Ayaz looked like his pastime should have been chewing boulders. No, no time for jest, not when his gut lay at the base of the mountain with the dead who reaped their own secrets to unknown past. I asked a question. Can none of you speak? I inquired cordially, a voice of the mind loomed to synchronize. 
The refugees were surrounded by all sides from beings with mechanical wings. Their eyes looked sordidly gatekeepers to mortuary. Renzo saw the fear in the souls of his people, how the dreads of fate had awarded them sunlight of the third sun, bringing them to the edge of ecstasy only to be laced with the ingredient of folly to marry, burdened with invisible wings, no place to run. He was unprepared to fathom a city amongst the clouds for one, two, to have whomever this was speak to him for all of them without speaking a word. Perhaps this was a skill he forgot before the day of forgetfulness. How charming, something else to learn. Aya spoke loudly before Renzo could moisten his throat. We are wayfarers. We came in peace, seeking shelter and food. We do not even know our proper names. We hail from the valley. I thought you should know. If it is death, that should be had. Have at thee, heroes. Two dozen winged manfords landed upon the ledge, broad in shoulders. I told the elders that there were others beneath the clouds. I should have bet those old oafs. How could we have known? We have just begun to discover this old clod. How far the knowledge of fear goes. A man first stepped forward, his dress odd, adorned with jewels, his skin the color almond, his eyes bright indigo. He spoke with the command of a baritone voice, all felt hurts of zero sharply. You look upon the Isle of Isidora. I am the Watcher. We will reconvene with the gatekeeper and the herald. You are all safe for now. Follow me. A beam of light, the shape of the hand, shot across the ledge. Renzo finally spoke in disbelief. How charming. Okay, so, <clears throat> like I said, this was basically the third installment. And initially, the leading up to this world that I saw and crafted. Now, there is no way that an artist can say that he spends his time and there is no iconograph delineating what it is that an artist should and shouldn't do. It's initially those things that I have in my mind when I spend my time is to soak in information and then retain information in the most creative of aspects. And so when I was doing this, um, way back in 2017, 2018, when this book initially, um, excuse me, 2017, 2016, when this book came out, it was me discovering um, this new rhythm, this new path of writing, and then creating all of these characters in limbo in real time. And basically, that's the lofty term of saying that I was moving a lot, but then have uh, many things, but then still wanted to retain all of the inspiration that I got. And so the information was not for me to just reiterate or just change a name and then use the same story. Um, I really crafted these characters really differently so that if one was to look back or even if I was not there to answer their questions, they could initially go and miser away and tinker away at some form of or semblance of understanding of what I was shooting at. And so these characters came off just as pieces of self. Like, I can't even go into the description of how I love how characters are created when I do things like this, but it's not the same way where I'm just looking at or just reading a book or just watching a program. It's kind of a combination of all three and even speaking with others in the most uh, weirdest of lights. 
and these characters I, I wanted to fashion this and make this of note and this afterthought versus the others of how important a mindset is or to even initially have a goal to fathom or wrap your mind around something to say you're a refugee but to experience something that is tragic or to have post-traumatic stress post-traumatic stress or whatever you want to call it initially that event has to happen but then not knowing your memories or having alzheimer's or mass amnesia adds to this psychosis or this sense of uneasiness or um the best description I could describe it would be like having this this scratchiness in the back of one's throat then they have to keep going without water without any promise of whatever they were looking for they're just leaving whatever it was that was there anything is better than a valley of bones and so they continue up the path and then they see this floating island which comes as a saving grace but then afterwards what happens is transpires is that they have this otherworldly experience of what they experience from the beginning and that's just discovery and so they hear someone someone's voice in their mind which is science fiction at best but then they are tripped out by these beings appearing and so they manifest before them or even teleport over there and are floating before them as they speak without moving words or excuse me without moving their lips uh, but still speaking words and so then there's this sense of trust and then the guardians or whoever it is that they meet uh, are adorned look otherworldly and then tell them to trust them so these are all things compounded in the back of one's mind when you look at these characters and then as continually how they go and progress on as a character develops i go off and meander with this other character who is in this group but i don't initially name her as a name just yet and she's a part of the group that goes and gets transported to the island but then goes and wanders off on her own personal journey and I wanted to also make of note that all of these characters have their own personal journeys that they have. So what I wanted to be of a, a great uh, mystery with it because there are so many things that can happen in a moment, in an event. And so, yes, with these things that happen, it, it comes with a discernment of, well, that could happen, this could happen, that could happen and still have that sense of excitement as if you were a child. And I love this. I love that element. I love playing with this, even if you know what is to happen to me, reading this to you adds this different sense of flavor. And I'm excited about others who want to download this, subscribe. Uh, I'm excited about the new listeners. Please keep listening. This is going to be a, a great story for you and it, it's already turning out into an experience for myself because I'm excited to, to even record it again and just to describe the flavors and uh, textures because the floating island was a complete different setting than I had from the others. It pretty much was something that I, like I described before in the last one, uh, was a part of like a comic book setting 
and so it's like a citadel or even different colors but it's not gray and it's not so much blue it's kind of teal and kind of magenta and the sky is a different color and, and all of these different things when you have uh, a different planet literally it's not something that one could even compare to earth or anything in our star system something uh with different moons and different suns in the background so it's kind of like a proverbial uh what would you describe it like three different suns in the sky and so then you have like a dun dusk it's it's a really trippy experience that science fiction people uh understand in the highest regard when it comes to even describing this and I, I like this so much and thank you thank you thank you listeners be looking for more content this is only the beginning when it comes to this and the last book I'm rounding out so I, I finished my personal goal for this year of completing this audiobook and, and I'm already working on the next one so that one coupled with me working on the fourth book it's a lot that I'm working with so uh, bear with me and this is V once again I'll just go with my moniker V but knowing that my name is Vernon English and this is Spiky Bebop so once again thank you so much thank you thank you hit the subscribe button the more you listen the faster I upload and the more content that you will have so thank you <laughs>